Duncan McLeod, and this is the Tech Central podcast brought to you today by IOCO. Now, this is part of a series of podcasts with senior IOCO and EOH executives. And if you missed the first few in the series that we have recorded, um, please do go check them out. You can access our podcast directly via podcast.africa or simply find them on the podcast se uh, section on the Tech Central website. Some really interesting discussions we're having as part of the series. So do go and check them out. Now, Adrian, I, I wish I could say this was the first time I'm uh, meeting you, but this is actually the second uh, time we are recording this podcast because we had some uh, technical uh, challenges uh, the last time around. But it is very good to see you again. Um, Adrian is co-founder and CEO of a company called Nuvotech, um, and we're going to be we're going to be chatting today about medical innovation and technology, and uh, specifically looking at uh, this company and what it has achieved. So, Adrian, welcome welcome to you for the second time. <laughs> cool. Thanks, Duncan. Thanks for having me. Pleasure. You've got lovely offices there. You're um, based in Pretoria, I believe. Yes. Um, so we have uh, our head offices here in Pretoria, here in Hazelwood, um, uh, which is nice and open plan. Um, we don't have many people coming into the office at the moment, um, but we're hoping to open it up slowly but surely. Um, and then we also have uh, a location in Brazil and a location okay. in Bangalore in India. Oh, wow. Okay. That's, uh, that's great. So yeah, you empty offices, COVID, I think it's a fairly common sight these days. I'm still amazed at how empty the highways are. Have, have you adjusted as a company quite well to the work from home situation? Yeah, I, I think we're lucky, um, obviously being in the technology space. Um, we, we were actually working quite, um, from home quite often before COVID hit us. Um, and like our Brazilian team members have been part of our team for I think almost six years now, and they work from home every day. So um, we've, we've um, implemented like stand-ups and different mechanisms to um, make everyone feel part of the team. Obviously, um, we have flown the Brazilian team here and we've been there. And now with our new team in India, we've been there many times and they've been here. So, uh, but yeah, no, we've adjusted quite nicely, but um, yeah, nothing beats uh, um, some office um, humor. So we're looking forward to this whole thing settling down so that we can spend more time together. Absolutely. So, Adrian, tell me a little bit about uh, Nuvotech. When was the company founded? What does it do? What's, what's its main focus areas? And when did it become part of the IOCO slash EOH stable? Yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, I... Um, my background is in the technology space. I studied at the University of Pretoria and uh, worked as an Oracle consultant for many years. And I was lucky enough to do my postgrad with a friend of mine and um, he's in the pharmaceutical and the medical research space. And he, he told me about um, how clinical research is being done on the African continent and there must be a way to do it in a better way because um, it's very paper driven, very manual, very prone to errors. And um, I left my previous employer and um, we started um, Nivotech about seven years ago. And our main focus then and still today is to digitize clinical research. So the typical clinical trials that you would um, have being executed on the continent, um, it's, it's very paper driven, um, very expensive. Um, you can imagine we've got a lot of different types of diseases in lots of different African countries. Um, and um, we went on this journey to build a platform that is not only robust and safe and secure and meets the international guidelines, but it's affordable. Um, and today, um, you know, we've got a whole bunch of different platforms um, that sort of form part of this entire life cycle of a clinical research project or a clinical trial. Um, so it went well. And uh, 
towards the end of 2016, um, we went through a process um, where we were acquired by the EOH group of companies. We went through a couple of name changes. And um, yeah, today we are, um, we're still a small team. We're about 20 people um, and a couple of different locations, like I mentioned earlier. And from here, we um, run our operations. So we have lots of customers um, accessing our software. We host everything with, with Amazon Web Services. So we have our solutions deployed in different regions. Um, but we've got customers from all over and um, a lot of them in Europe, a lot of them in the US. And then uh, all of our trials, all of our research projects, we execute either in Africa or in India. We have a, quite a big following in India. I was just about to ask what uh, what happens at your Brazilian and Indian offices as opposed to your South African office? So, um, yeah, so here in South Africa is uh, our core competency or uh, our developers and our head of operations and all of that resides here in South Africa. Um, in uh, the two guys that we have in Brazil are part of our senior software development team. Um, so they also service that um, sort of geographic region. Um, if there are issues or something happens during the night, um, they are still awake at that time and they can service that area. Then in India, because we've got such a big following there, we don't have a, a technical competency, but we've got a, we call them product or project managers. So they typically are the um, middleman um, between our customers and our development team. So they're there helping people on board, creating new studies, going through training sessions, doing a lot of demonstrations. Um, so our team in India focuses uh, more on that, I'm quite heavily involved in setting up our partner network in India. We've got lots of resellers in India that resell our software to the pharmaceutical companies. Okay. Now, um, I, I guess it's fair to, to describe you as a med tech company. I know there's so many descriptions for, uh, for companies operating in different spaces, different verticals. Um, is it fair to call you a med tech player? Yeah, um, it's, it is quite diverse and um, we've been uh, invited to a couple of conferences uh, and they classify us as a medtech player. Um, we are in, uh, um, in our pharmaceutical industry, they tend to refer to us as an e-clinical solutions provider. Um, so we typically build the, or we have the software that the people use to, um, to capture data, to clean data, to process data, everything as part of the clinical trial to ultimately uh, run it through statistical modeling processes um, to see if a specific vaccine or a drug is effective and safe. Um, but other players in the medtech space are obviously the wearables, the sensors. There are so many players nowadays in the market mm. um, that do uh, lots of wonderful things. But we're more in the web-based, cloud-based um, solutions. And we um, really, um, our core focus uh, is around the, the capturing of um, patient data, the processing of it and the cleaning of it. So, Adrian, obviously, um, COVID nineteen is, uh, is 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 the topic at the moment. Vaccination, specifically, we know there are multiple vaccine vaccines being developed by various manufacturers. Um, have any of your clients been involved in uh, in in vaccine development? Yeah, um, no, I, we've been very lucky to be part of uh, a couple of vaccine trials. And um, one of our customers um, is the Serum Institute of uh, India, and they one of the largest um, mm. manufacturers of vaccines in the world. So um, we've uh, done a couple of studies with them. Uh, and also during this period, I think towards the end of last year, we did a quite an interesting trial um, with the Israeli government um, where we tested a rapid um, testing device. So it's a device that um, tests whether you're COVID positive or not, and it tests you within five minutes. So we recruited 10,000 patients in, in six or seven days. Uh, unfortunately, the, the um, device didn't work as accurately as we wanted it to. 
um, but it happens quite often. Um, but from a vaccine perspective, um, yeah, we've been um, very lucky. We've been part of a, a number of different trials um, using uh, four vaccine trials, a couple in South Africa, some in Africa. Um, but probably the most significant one is the Covaxin trial, which is um, uh, being run in India. It's uh, just concluded uh, a couple of weeks ago and is one of the two vaccines that received emergency approval for the um, the people in India, uh, they're very strict when it comes to um, their approval. So we're very fortunate to, to be part of that process. Um, and they've just kicked off uh, an, um, a new phase of that trial where they're going to launch the same study in Brazil, um, which will be our first study in Brazil, um, which is going to be quite exciting. And um, obviously, they want to test it on a different population group, um, different people metabolize these drugs in different ways, and um, there might be some different um, safety signals that come out of these trials. So, um, yeah, we're happy. We're actually kicking off that um, Brazilian one tomorrow. Um, we, the whole project team is getting together, and um, we'll see how it goes. Fantastic. So, um, I know nothing about uh, clinical research or, or, or much about the medical industry more broadly, to be honest with you, Adrian. Um, what is actually involved in clinical research? Why do you need a, uh, why, why does technology play such an important role in the work that these people do? Um, uh, in other words, I guess what I'm asking is, what does your solution help clinical researchers do in, in, in developing vaccines and whatever else they happen to be working on? Yeah, so uh, obviously the clinical research industry, I also didn't know much about it, I think, seven years ago. Um, we, we caught on, well, not quickly, but it, over time, once you've heard the same acronym, I think 17 times you remember it. Um, <laughs> but it's a, it's a very regulated industry, uh, and it's all around data quality and um, ultimately the safety of the participants and the patients. So um, when it comes to implementing technology platform, it's, it's really to improve that, to improve data quality and ultimately to make the, the execution of a trial more efficient. Um, so historically, how it typically works in a clinical trial, um, a, a large manufacturer or a large um, pharmaceutical company like a Pfizer or a GSK, they would um, discover a new compound, they will take it through animal studies, then they'll um, register it for, for human um, trials. Um, and then when they engage with these human subjects, it goes through a long process, many years, um, where a typical trial um, takes place. Uh, with these COVID vaccines, obviously we uh, fast track this process um, just because of the urgency. Um, but during this process, you collect uh, medical endpoints from um, participants or patients, and um, you see how do, is there any side effects that develop over time? And in the old days, it, it used to happen on paper and, um, mm. Not only is um, capturing these endpoints on paper very prone to errors, but then you have to transcribe these paper endpoints into a centralized like system where they can run these statistical analysis on. And there were a lot of errors where people uh, made mistakes while typing in these values. So I think what we're doing is um, we're providing, uh, we're trying to provide um, world-class um, solutions um, that are fully FDA validated. Um, the FDA and the EMA, the FDA is the Food and Drug Administration in the US, and the EMA is the European Medicines Authority. They are the big regulators in the world when it comes to platforms like ourselves. Um, just to have to adhere to a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I'll, I'll get into detail around that a little bit later. But um, so our main goal was is to build a, a platform that adheres to all of those things. Um, 
to ultimately improve clinical research and um, the quality of the data, make it more efficient. But the big thing is, is to make it affordable for um, countries in Africa to make use of nice technology platforms or in India. Because um, these platforms um, uh, do exist. They existed before NuvoTech was started, um, but all of our competitors are based in the US and in Europe. And um, with our currencies here um, in Africa and with the Indian rupee, it's very weak against the dollar and the euro. So it's, it's very tough for us to pay um, so many thousands of dollars per month to run a study. Um, so yeah, that's our main goal, to provide world-class solutions at an affordable price. Interesting. Now, um, I, I imagine that uh, a lot of your clients are developing um, IP sensitive or, or um, vaccines or, or other um, doing other medical research that um, contains uh, IP that they want to protect. Uh, how important is uh, information security in this field and um, how is it built into your offering? Yeah, so um, obviously extremely, extremely important. Um, luckily, when it comes to, to us as a company, we're a 100% we're a, um, a software vendor. Um, so we don't employ any specialists when it comes to um, pharmacologists or uh, medical doctors, or we don't execute uh, the clinical research project ourselves. We purely provide the platform. So we always tend to tell people um, we built a Excel in inverted commas um, to to tell someone you built Excel or recreated Excel is is, is very difficult to say because it's an extremely powerful product. Mm -hmm. um, but so we created an Excel and then whether it's a chartered accountant that does very complex company valuations on it or whether it's someone running a wedding registry um, company um, using Excel, what they do on there is, uh, is up to them. So when it comes to the privacy of these protocols, and um, that's what they call these um, these pieces of IP. So they've got a specific protocol of a specific compound that they want to test. Luckily, the, the construction of the actual compound is protected under uh, like an international patent law. Um, but how they want to execute the trial and specific things they want to test um, is captured in the protocol, which is sort of the, the blueprint of how they want to execute the trial. Okay. And those normally reside with these professional services companies that execute clinical trials um, on behalf of big pharmaceutical companies. So um, we don't um, have control over that, but obviously data privacy and data security um, is extremely important to us. So we do... Um, make use of um, world-class um, data centers to host all of our platforms. Um, we are supported quite heavily by the IOCO cloud business um, uh, from an AWS perspective. So we've got all the um, data encryption and um, failovers and um, replication across multiple zones, multiple geographic areas, um, all of those things in place as we have to because of the FTA and the EMA requirements, but just because of the sensitivity of the data that we do um, house within our solutions. So yes. yeah, very, very important. Um, and um, we get audited many times a year to make sure all of our things are in place. Um, so very important to us. Now you've got a platform called um, Nucleus. It's an EDC platform. What does EDC stand for again? So EDC is a, is a term that the, our industry came up with is just when they moved from the paper collection process into an electronic capturing process. So they call it electronic data capture. capture um, okay. so it's just, you know, so it's just a electronic data capturing platform. Um, and that is our probably our most popular platform. And they use that to collect all the patient data and process and clean it. Okay. And, and is Nucleus the core of your offering? Yes. Yeah, so we've got a couple of, um, 
different platforms. So the Nucleus is the one core, specifically in our clinical research um, side of our business, uh, Nucleus is the core. We've got a couple of other products that, that fits in quite nicely um, with Nucleus to, comp to create a, like a complete offering. Um, one of the other products is called Safety Base. It, it, it manages and measures all the adverse drug reactions or adverse events that do take place during a trial. Um, so lots of people use that as a standalone product and then they use the competitor of Nucleus or we have lots of competitors or they use um, it as an integrated solution. And then we also um, over time created an electronic medical records platform, which is um, more mainstream, not really clinical research um, specific, um, how to run a doctor's practice or uh, we use it quite heavily in the home nursing space. It's called Phoenix. It's our okay. electronic medical records platform sort of a sister of Nucleus, um, all having the same kind of things when it comes to data security and audit trials and role-based access. Uh, but yeah, those are our three main platforms um, on the on the healthcare side. Okay. And you've, um, I see you've, you've, uh, you, you've got a number of achievements under your belt. Um, only company in sub-Saharan Africa with an FDA, that's the US FDA, I pre presume, validated clinical research platform. What does that mean? So it's uh, what, I, what I alluded a little bit earlier. So um, when you build platforms that people use in this industry to um, obviously collect and process data that is ultimately going to be used to register a product that you are going to give to um, humans um, and babies. Um, so obviously during the clinical trial process, you do sign consent to, to be part of the experimental drug right. um but yeah uh, um if you part of that entire process um it is extremely the, the uh, you could just imagine your the software that you use to process the data has to um be perfect it, it, it's like an internet banking platform yeah um so um the fda and the ema they um the european medicines authority they um have these guidelines that you have to adhere to Mm -hmm. um, when you register and, and make use of a product, a software product. And um, as part of that, the, the one part of it is to test each and every feature within your system in a very specific way. Um, it's very tedious. Um, we're working on a process to automate um, that entire process for us with actually with the IOCA automation team, which we're very excited about. Um, but it's very, very tedious to document everything. And then as part of that, your company should also have a very robust quality management system. So everything we do here at Nevertech is we follow specific SAPs of how do we gather new requirements? How do we document it? How do we give it to our developers? How do they build it? How do they test it? How do they give it back to us to test? How do we document it? How do we make it part of a new release that goes out? So it's sort of a very mechanical, stringent process, but um, uh, it ha we have to do it that way because mm -hmm. that is the requirement of this industry and we understand the sensitivity of the, the kinds of stuff we work with. Um, and yeah, we, um, um, all of our competitors, uh, as, uh, to our knowledge, are, are based either in the US or in Western Europe. There are a couple of players in, in India and Southeast Asia. Um, but we're happy to, to sort of fly the, the African flag here from Pretoria and um, um, to provide FDA validated and these robust solutions to the clinical research community in Africa. Good stuff. Before I let you go, Adrian, I wanted to ask you a bit about uh, the work you've done with the African Academy of Sciences in Kenya. I believe you've built a platform for them. Uh, take us through that project, what was involved and uh, what that platform does for them. 
Yes, no, it's um, so our core business is really building our own products, um, mm -hmm. which we then um, follow like a subscription model, typical SaaS model um, for people to use it. Um, but every now and then there are, we've got um, lots of influential people in our industry uh, globally. And um, if there is a call or a RFP that does come out to assist them with a project, um, uh, we do see if we can uh, help them out. So one of those projects, um, which is quite exciting, is one that we started with last year, is with the African Academy of Sciences. They're based there in Nairobi. Um, so what we did for them is they um, they get a lot of funding from the Gates Foundation. So the uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation was also quite involved with this project, um, which is a great experience for us. Um, so what we did there is uh, if if anyone wants to come to the African continent, uh, and actually it's like this in most countries, except maybe Western Europe and the US, if they want to find a specific researcher or a medical doctor that has experience with a specific type of disease when it comes to research, or if they want to find a specific research site, or if they want to find a specific logistics provider that can transport blood samples, um, it's quite a tedious process. So if you want to find someone um, uh, if you want to find a country that uh, has a high disease burden on for malaria in children, and you also want to find researchers in that country who can help you with the clinical trial because you are from Oxford University and you found, uh, you discovered something that you want to test, it's, it's very um, difficult. So we went on a journey to gather all the data on different university computers, on Excel databases, on access databases, open source libraries. Um, we um, implemented a whole bunch of very nice um, uh, robotic process automation, scraping tools to scrape public sources of information. So we built an, an interactive portal, um, which allows anyone um, globally to access um, researchers on the African continent through an interactive map. It looks like Airbnb. So you can very quickly Amazing. filter who you're looking for, what experience should they have, where are they based. And you can also then, we've overlaid it with data that we got um, from the IHME as they're based there in Seattle. Um, so disease burden data. So you can see exactly what the disease burden of that specific country is. And we've got all kinds of diseases in that database. And then you can very quickly see based on a heat map where and, and what happens. Um, and in the inside of the platform, it's, it's like a, a LinkedIn light. So we created a LinkedIn uh, sort of platform for these researchers and these research professionals and the research sites to profile themselves, to tell people about themselves, what kind of experience they have. And um, we're kicking off the second phase of this project in March where we're going to open it up to the biggest sort of the service provider community. So all the people who transport blood samples or logistics of importing samples into a country or um, clinical research professionals or statisticians or anyone who actually executes a clinical trial um, to, for them also to feature themselves on the platform. So yeah, the, the ultimate goal of the African Academy of Sciences is really to um, to highlight the amazing research capabilities we have on the continent and um, to think that we account for 20% of the world's population and we only receive 1% of the world's investment when it comes to clinical research. Um, I think uh, um, yeah, this this kind of platform, it's exciting to be part of it. And I, I think um, it will definitely have a positive impact over the coming years. Very exciting indeed. Um, some, some great work going on there and uh, a fascinating discussion, Adrian. It's, uh, it's an area that we don't often get to cover here on, on Tech Central. So it's really interesting to to hear about the technology innovations that are happening in the uh, 
in the medical field um, and how IT is being applied to solve some of the challenges there. Adrian Kruger is a co-founder and CEO at NouveauTech. Um, you'll find uh, them on the web at, uh, I think it's nouveautech.io. Is that right, uh, Adrian? Yes, yeah, so NouveauTech, we have quite a weird um, spelling of our mm. names, so NouveauTech with a Q at the end.io, but yeah, happy um, to share our stories and if people want to reach out to us, um, happy to engage with them. Great stuff. That's NouveauTech with a Q.io. It's the website. I was just <laughs> saying to uh, saying to someone else I was heading to and on this podcast series uh, a bit earlier today that um, some interesting um, use of URLs uh, happening at the moment. And I'm about to use yeah. one of them, podcast.africa, if you want to find the rest of the series <laughs> online cool. um, or just uh, navigate to the podcast section on the Tech Central website and you'll find the, the other interviews in this series there. But Adrian, uh, thanks so much for your time today. Great to chat to you. Yes, thank you, Duncan. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to joining you again soon.